This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, this is Talking Devils, the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton, joined by former United player Phil Marsh to talk over the week at Manchester United. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, feel free to get your questions and comments in. If you're watching on the replay, feel free to say hello and comment. We do still reply on the replay. And if you're listening back on the audio podcast, please be sure to like and subscribe. You can't like on audio, can you? But if you if you can do that, and if um, if you can't, then subscribe and review on the platform you're listening on. It really helps us out. Um, how are you doing, Phil? You all right? All good, thanks, Wayne. Um, busy week back in school this week, obviously after having half-term last week. But, um, yeah, all good, mate, from my end. Um, and a great week at United to talk about. Before we, before we talk about that, a couple of little things. I want to say... We've not had Leon for a couple of weeks, um, and we haven't been on Phil and I for a couple of weeks. Cause it's just been hectic. What with, I mean, Phil's had his coaching, and you know, I, there's been a couple of things with me, and it's just been difficult to convene on a Friday night. But we want to give a little shout out to Leeks. He will watch this back, I'm sure. And um, he's not here tonight because he's doing a dinner at Shrewsbury, um, where he's been voted as part of their best ever team. And he's doing a talk tonight uh, with with some supporters, uh, with different members of that team. And, you know, it's it's easy to forget sometimes that there's life after Manchester United. We talk about it for an hour every week on a Friday night. And you lads, you know, like I always I always make this argument for everyone that there is life after United. And the good thing is about United is you go out and you have careers. You know, you have these careers in league football, in, in non-league football, you contribute. And wherever you go, no matter where you go, the people at those clubs who welcome you always talk about you guys as like being the top professionals and, and you really they use you as the standard bearer for their professionals. And you know, it's really good to see, you know, it didn't happen for Lee. Lee was desperately unfortunate with his injuries as well because he kept getting setbacks. Um, in in you know, not in a too dissimilar way to Phil, really although different natures, like Lee would keep recovering and then getting another setback. And he had to sort of drop down the divisions, but he was on loan at Shrewsbury. And, and they, I think they got promoted, didn't they? And that was the, um, 
they they were voted the best ever Shrewsbury team, and he's just really good for him to. Um, he was sending messages to Phil and I earlier, and he was saying he was sort of nervous about it because he's never been used to being in front of a crowd that will be sort of celebrating him in that kind of way. But I think it's really nice for him. So. Yeah, there you go, Lee. I'm giving you a shout-out. I've been dead nice about it, and now I'm going to carry on talking about uh, United instead. Um, we've got a comment here. Today I feel four trophies. Well, Manchester United are still on for a quadruple, uh, funnily enough, um, and we will be getting on to that. Oh, another piece of housekeeping before I um, carry on. Again, I said this on Monday, but a massive thank you to everyone who supported um, the book launch for Eternal, the... Um, biography of Duncan Edwards that I wrote it has been absolutely mad to see how well re- um, received it's been and I'm so thankful, so appreciative as you can see on my bookshelf behind me I've got one copy, one copy left, that's the only copy I've got everyone's been asking for them and uh, you know, I wish I had more I-, I wish I could give mine away but I have to have one on my bookshelf as well uh, but yeah, thanks everyone. Really means a lot, and I, you know, I'm really thankful as well for the early good reviews as well. Um, yeah, so let's get to the early comments. Robbie says, hopefully we've got some adrenaline. Uh, well, we've got some tonight on here. Um, and AG behind the scenes says, Brandon Martinez best centre back partnership since Ferdinand and Vinic. I don't think that's in any question. Um, okay, so Phil, let's get on to it. Life at United couldn't be going much better at the minute, much better than anyone could have expected for Ten Hag just months into his reign at United. The performances are great. The man management is spot on. The tactics are excellent. The team has got an identity. We're proactive in big games at home. We're proactive in big games away from home. Old Trafford has become a fortress again. The players have improved. He's made believers out of squad players. And then, as he puts it, he's had his biggest win yesterday against Barcelona. Um, what, do you think that is? I mean, we've had Manchester City. That's a big call from Tenag. Big uh, performance against Manchester City and a big win. Big performance against Liverpool really early in his reign. Big win over Arsenal as well. What do you make of what he said? Do you reckon, do you think he's right? It was the biggest win yet? Yeah, I mean, for me, as you just said, you know, everything he's done up to this point has, has gone swimmingly. He's done an amazing job. Um, as you say, he's had a lot of stuff to deal with, you know, the Ronaldo saga, and, and I think everything he's dealt with has been, you know, second to none. So for me, um, up to this point, as you've said, it, it couldn't really be going much better. Um, in terms of, you know, the biggest win, I think Barcelona, you know, when you look at how they're doing domestically in their league, you know, you, you've seen Real Madrid dismantle. Liverpool the other day and, and Barcelona are sort of, you know, seven, eight points clear of them in their league. So, you know, it, it's not a, a poor and weak Barcelona team that, you know, everyone's sort of making out that they, they have been for sort of a couple of seasons. So for me, yeah, over two legs to beat them and, and to progress um, in the Europa League in the current position that we're in is, is a massive achievement. Um, you know, as you said, we're in, we're in for four trophies. For me, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, a one trophy would be a great year this year, but obviously to be in that position, you know, we want to win as much as we can. Um, you know, this manager's, you know, turned it around so dramatic, like so drastically and dramatically in, in this such a short period of time. It, it wouldn't actually surprise me if we did end up walking away with a couple of trophies this year because the confidence that he's got the players uh, playing with now and, as you just said there, the crowd is, you know, electric every time we're playing at Old Trafford. Um, 
and yeah, you know, at the moment, everything he seems to do. I mean, the other night, uh, you know, was was um, you know typical of what happened. The first half, we weren't quite playing as well as you know we expected. I think we set up maybe a little bit too negative in terms of you know with the home side, you wanted to try and get out there and, and try and you know get an early goal. I think first half we didn't quite get going for whatever reason. I think the tactics were maybe a little bit wrong. And, and second half, as soon as he made the changes, you know, it was just like chalk and cheese. I think, you know, Barcelona's high line and, and the pace that we had on the wings and, and Rashford down the middle worked a treat. Um, and, and it was an amazing performance in the second half, epitomised by, you know, your, your Casemiro's who, you know, have, have been, you know, a breath of fresh air since he's come to the club. You know, he's been probably, arguably, you know, one of the, you know, signings of, of uh, the Premier League era for me with with the impact that he's had in such a short space of time. Um, and, and you could name a couple there, you know, Martinez as well. He's been unbelievable this season, um, you know, after all the criticism that he sort of got at the start of his, um, you know, period with the club and his height and all that. He's, you know, he makes up for that in abundance with his aggression and his tenacity and the way he just reads the game is is impeccable for me when. Yeah, he's night and day between what we were experiencing um, last year, uh, for sure. And yeah, you said dra- drastic and dramatic, and both of those words are absolutely accurate with what um, has happened with United. You were right, you know, I think the first half was flat last night and the second half was a definite improvement. And I don't, it's difficult to sort of dig out Vegas because you look at him and I think he does a lot of the stuff that goes unappreciated, and I know that's like a, a sort of a, a kind way to describe a lot of players who aren't playing well at the minute. Um, but I think it, it's genuinely true with him. He does do a lot of stuff. Like he, I, on Monday's podcast, I said um, to Paul Parker, I said, "Can you imagine what Mark Hughes would be like in this team?" Because you can see what Vegas does well, and I know we're talking about two different caliber of players again, but the stuff that. Vegos as well. Mark Hughes did excellently, and you can imagine how how good he'd be in that kind of um, role where you're not expecting someone to score, you know, 50, 30 goals a season, but you're expecting someone to score 15, 10 goals a season. And Hughes was the kind of player who would deliver in big moments. And yeah, all right, Vegos doesn't have that about him, but I still see something of what he brings. And and yesterday, he obviously started with him because he did all right in the new camp. He was all right out there. You know, he was doing diligent work and everything. But when he needed to switch it up, Tenog, he certainly did and made that change, a bold change um, to bring Anthony on. Um, and then the turnaround really came because Anthony was electric from the start. I mean, there's always been this question mark over him. It certainly after his first few games, does he have the pace to get beyond the fullback? Well, he, he did that straight away and. Uh, and maybe maybe it was fatigue, maybe it was needing sort of like a little run out of little rest out of the side. I still think maybe there is a question mark over his pace and it's a matter of who he comes up against. But he, he showed yesterday that he could make a difference when he comes on and he certainly did. And um, there's been some popular goals at Old Trafford this season, mostly scored by Rashford. But um, that was a popular goal last night, wasn't it, from Anthony? So he took the roof off. Yeah, well, mate, I think last night, as you said, you know, at half-time, he, he came on and changed the game. He, he made a massive impact, I think, as you said, you know, with the the way sort of that Barcelona played in that first half um, and the way we couldn't quite get going. I think, you know, with Vekos playing in that number 10 role, if you like, it wasn't quite happening. And, you know, there's a few times where balls have been played in behind into the space and he's not the kind of player that's going to, you know, 
do that sort of running in behind and penetrating. So yeah, the second half, as soon as we introduced, you know, Anthony and when Ganacho came on, it it was just um, you know, a, a different game completely and they struggled to 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 live with that. Um but what a goal. I think, you know, as as we've said, he, he's come up with a bit of criticism, Anthony, in terms of you know, he's a bit left footed and he, he sort of doesn't like to, you know, go on the outside a lot. And I think a lot of his goals that he has scored um up to this point have been, you know, cutting in and, you know, that left foot into the far corner type of finish. But what a what a finish. And obviously, you know, in that big moment he's he's come on, he's made the difference and he's he's delivered um, you know, and put us through, which was was great for him. I think it'll do wonders for his confidence because I think as you say, he's been in and out the side of of um of late with, you know, maybe little bit of lack of confidence and you know not maybe hitting the heights that we've we've expected um on a consistent basis but you know doing that and scoring that goal last night in front of uh you know a packed house in in such a big game will, will sort of you know give his confidence no no um end of good so yeah you know he, he'll be somebody who will definitely have a big part to play moving forward uh and, and as i say i think you know he's, he's only going to get better um the only worry for me sometimes, as you said, is, you know, I've seen him in previous matches where I have thought, you know, his pace, I thought he was quicker or, you know, he's not looked to sort of, um, you know, strip past people like he did sort of last night. So, as you said, whether that was just a little bit of lacking confidence or, you know, whether he needed that little rest to just, um, you know, get himself together. But, you know, if he can keep them performances going now, what he's shown last night, he'll be... Um, you know, he'll be definitely a fan's favourite um, and, and somebody who'll have, you know, big big moments and a big future. Yeah. I think it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because acceleration and pace isn't something that you can normally teach, but he's a strong lad and you get the idea that if he if he gets in front of someone, then he can keep him off. You know what I mean? He's not a slow lad. He's just yeah. whether or not he can sort of... Yeah, he, um, looked sharp. he looked really sharp last night. I think that's the, the, the best I've seen him in terms of, you know, maybe not so much on the ball but just in terms of he looked lean and fit and he'd be really sharp off the mark and he, he seemed to just you know ghost past a few people there in that second half whether that's you know a bit of tired legs um or whatever and you know the way they play the high line there is a lot of space to run into but um for me you know the 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 sort of second half performance epitomized you know what what we're about at the moment and falling that goal behind and showing that team spirit and the the will to win and the desire was you know, it, it's it's amazing to see at the moment. And I think, you know, that, you know, with, with the likes of Varane and, and Casemiro and Martinez, they're, they're the type of characters that we've we've been missing uh, for a long time. You know, winners, people who, you know, lead by example on and off the pitch, the, the demands they put on players, um, you know, to, to run that extra mile, to run that, you know, through brick walls, if you like, for the manager. And, I think everyone's sort of bought into that and it's it's showing with you know the results and the performances levels have, have gone you know through the roof really from where he was which is amazing does it feel sustainable to you Paul? i mean you look back and you look at i'm thinking of that little spell and i don't know if you'll be able to remember all these that i kind of burned into my brain the little spell under van gaal where fellaini played as sort of like a, a 10 and rooney scored a couple of goals and matt scored at anfield i think we won Liverpool, City, Spurs, Villa. Um, it was a critical run he got into the Champions League. But it was never, you never felt like that was going to be long term because Rooney was, I mean, Rooney was getting on then and Fellaini was never going to be a long term number 10 for United. And then went under Mourinho, we had a run, it was a long unbeaten run, I can seem to remember. It was something like 
20 to 30 games unbeaten and we never looked convincing in any of it even for a Mourinho side and I'm, I, you know I was a Mourinho fan and I defended him when he was in the job but it, it was never a run that you thought this is a classic Mourinho unbeaten run we just we were holding out for a bit and then under Solskjaer even when we had that great run at the start it was like the results were quickly better than what the performances were and, and again I say that as someone who's a, a huge supporter of Ole even now and can still see the good in what he did now but you still felt it's unsustainable because we need to make massive changes. Now you look at this and, yeah, all right, you can see where the team needs to improve. I feel like, and maybe I'm just getting excited in the moment because because it looks and it feels better, but it does feel a lot different to what those previous runs of form seems like. It looks like it's a proper United side again, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I agree totally. I think I get the same feeling when with the calibre of players that we've got now. Um and, and, you know, as the cliche say, you know, when we're not playing great, we're still winning games. And, you know, Leicester last week for the first half, you know, we were losing at the races in that game. Um, and then all of a sudden it just seemed to click into gear. And, you know, that that's the sign of a good team, uh, sign of a team with with confidence and who's got that belief. Um, and I think the, the, the most sort of, um, you know, complimentary um, comments really that I compare the team is now that, even when you know we go go behind or we're not playing well or you know something happens in the game like obviously the penalty the other day for example against um, you know Bruno you know and, and you know going in it could have been two 0 at half time with the the De Gea mistake and Casemiro yeah. the last ditch tackle it just feels to me as though even at half time at one 0 I thought we've not played well but I still fancied us to win and I've not really felt like that for a long time in terms of you know when when we have had spells and we played not so well. I've not really felt, oh, you know, we're still in this and we can win the game because, you know, we can score two or three goals with the quality we've got. Uh, I think we're at a period now and we're at a moment where we've seen it and it's not just, you know, happened once or twice. It's been, you know, there's been, I can think of five or six games this year where we've fell behind or, you know, we've had a bit of a setback and we've just gone on and not not worried about that and just gone on to win the game comfortably. Um, so I think that's a really good sign of a team that's, you know, got that belief and, got that sort of you know winning mentality now and for me as you just said and, and I agree with you that it feels different in terms of you know previous years previous squads we've had yet we probably need another two or three players in certain positions where we need to strengthen i.e you know a number nine who can maybe come in and, and, and strengthen that position um you know a couple of couple of maybe squad players to get us to really where we need to be so we can compete on all fronts um, as we should be doing, um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a great side. It's a it's a team playing full of confidence. The managers working miracles. I think another thing, obviously, with with Ten Hag at the moment, it seems you know every sort of um, you know tactics and stuff that he he does substitutions are coming on and scoring for him. And you know every every time maybe something's not quite going to plan, he changes it. It seems to just you know happen. Yeah. And it just, you know, he can't do anything wrong at the moment, which is, you know, for him must be, you know, brilliant. And, you know, he, he's he's had conversations with Sir Alex I've seen on social media, which, you know, that'll be great for him, you know, picking the brains of someone who's been there and done it and had so much success. So for me, it, it just feels like, you know, at this moment in time, we're in a great place. I think get the trophy, get the trophy in the cabinet, hopefully on Sunday and, you know, that's that's a massive um, step forward for me because I've said this many a time on the podcast that 
as soon as you get that winning feeling, obviously we've got players who's won, you know, massive trophies, Casemiro's and Brands and people like that, but some of these younger players and some of these, you know, lads who've been starved of winning trophies for a long time, once you get that feeling and you get that taste of winning a, a cup, you know, no matter what kind of trophy it is, you know, you want more and, and hopefully this will be the start of, you know, many to come in the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, some comments coming in. Richard says, I wasn't down about it, but it wasn't a great first half. kind of knew by now Eric would sort it. Yeah, that is true. And, and you are right, Phil. He has had this knack of making the right decisions and stuff like that. I do want to think it's right probably to sort of say, give credit to the players as well, because they had so much criticism. Um, and, and I, you know, we were not at the forefront of it, but we were um, just as keen as anyone sort of said that, you know, the players needed to sort of fix up and they have done, you know, the ones who were there, you know, they've been absolutely outstanding um, to a man. They've been brilliant. I know, yeah, you can still say one or two players that might not or shouldn't be at the club or anything like that. But I mean, that's happening, you know, but I think generally the response has been really positive and even those on the sort of fringes who you might say might be moving on in the summer, I feel like the attitude feels a lot better um, and maybe it's because of the environment that the managers created as well. But I, I do think it's important to say, while we are giving credit to Tenog and he's definitely the miracle worker here, um, the players have responded as we wanted them to. Because I would have said, and I've said this a couple of times this week to, to a couple of mates, if you had told me after the 4-0 win, uh, 4-0 loss at Brighton at the end of last season that none of these players would be in a title-winning team or a trophy-contending team for United, I would have believed you. You know, but I would I would have said, yeah, I can't I can't see how it's going to happen um, for for different reasons. Even like Varane and De Gea, you'd be saying, oh, Varane is a bit susceptible to injury, and, and De Gea's getting on, and the time it takes to turn over that team again. But this is the miracle work of Ten Hag and, and what he's done. He's and people will say miracles. It's a couple hundred million pounds, yes, but we've seen that money doesn't fix everything especially with United. Um, so what he's done, we as well as he has done, we'd say that the, the players have done well as well. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about the League Cup final. Um, we've got a couple of comments as well. Robbie says, you can feel the love between the fan and fans and teams again, uh, fans and team again. Richard says, I think Newcastle will put a better up show, put up a better show in this Sunday than they did last time they played us in a Wembley final. Yeah, 1999, that one, wasn't it? The FA Cup final. And Robbie asks, what's our ritual for Sunday? Um, I don't have any superstitions. Um, Phil might. Um, what do you make of it? I mean, the big story coming into it, I mean, the secondary big story really would be Rashford now because he's got something of a knock. And they're trying to play it down a little bit. Um, that You know, they're going to give him every chance. It was only seemed like a slight knock. It didn't seem like it was really hurt, but you never know with these innocuous ones that calls a player to come off with just a couple of minutes left, they can be a bit concerning. So it's touch and go, really. We don't really, we're not going to know until the morning of the game, I, I suspect. The, the bigger story has been the one of Nick Pope being suspended. I mean, uh, we've seen some, um, let's say, characters in goalkeepers in away teams at Old Trafford last couple of seasons. Martinez of Villa being one. And Pope of Villa of Newcastle being another, the time wasting, the the way that they goad the crowd with it has been um, exceptional, really, and <laughs> helped their team get results. And and last weekend they both kind of got a little bit of 
yeah. egg on the faces with it. Um, I, I only saw the Pope incident for the first time yesterday, and I'm like, what are you doing? Do you know, like, how, how are people even complaining about this? He's so far out of his box. Um, so yeah, I, I can't understand. I understand the sentiment of saying, oh, you shouldn't ban a player for one competition and another competition, but it's always been that way in English football. I, I can't think of a time when it's not been that way. United have suffered from that multiple occasions. Um, Schmeichel was sent off in an FA Cup game and was suspended for a League Cup final. We've had all sorts of stuff. Cannonall was suspended in League Cup games and was out for an FA Cup semi-final. It's been, Cannonall was kicked, uh, kicking fans in the League games and he was suspended from everything for 10 months. Um so, yeah, I, I don't feel any sympathy with him for that, I, particularly because it's Nick Pope. My problem is, Phil, is that Carrius, not so much about his quality or Liverpool background, it's the fact that he's done nothing for two years and the fact that he's going to be coming in. I don't even think Eddie Howe is going to be telling him to concentrate on doing anything in terms of goalkeeping. He'll be telling him to do what Nick Pope does, but do it even worse. Do you know what I mean? Just... What Nick Pope's there to do is antagonise the crowd, to wind it up, to slow it down, to to make the opponent's edge, to make the crowd nervous, to get everything on edge. And he's just going to be telling him to do that. So it's not really about what Carrius brings to the table as a goalkeeper, which I guess in a, a certain way makes it a, a good psychological kind of game. But um, Tenor got it right when he said that they're an annoying team to play against. You really do have to score the first goal against these uh, because they're so... Not particularly brilliant. They just they know how to spoil a game, and I think that was. I knew last night was going to be a good game because it was Barcelona. I don't have the same confidence that Sunday is going to be a, bit, a good game. Uh, what's your feeling on it? Yeah, well, as you say, I think for Newcastle, it's obviously a massive game for them. They've you know not had a trophy for you know over fifty years, so I think for them, it's. You know, going to be their biggest game that they've they've had in in you know a long time. So they're going to all be up for it. Um, you know, they've been going through a little bit of a sticky patch, if you like. I don't think they've had many wins in the last game, a couple of games, and they've been drawing quite a lot. Obviously, no Nick Pope, so they have um, you know come into a little bit of a worrying patch coming into the final, and and you know not full of confidence like he was maybe a couple of months ago. Um, but for me, again, you know, it's a final, you know, whoever you play in a final, it's a difficult match. You know, they're always going to be up for it. As you say, you know, the, the first goal is always a big one in, in finals. If you can get an early goal and, you know, just settle the nerves a little bit, that makes them come out a little bit and, and would suit us, I think. And, you know, we could end up, you know, running away with it. But I think, you know, for me, we, we're in such a good place at the moment. I'm, I'm really confident that we're, we're going to win the game. Um, you know, and that's not me being, you know, Big headed or anything. I just think the way that we are at this moment in time, the way the manager's got us playing, um, the confidence and the the sort of togetherness that you can see uh, in the squad, um, I think it, it's just going to be a matter of time really before this team, you know, picks up a trophy and and kicks on and and hopefully, you know, if we can get this uh, win on Sunday, um, you know that this could be the the start of um, you know something brilliant. And I think we've 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 you know, all been dreaming and thinking about, you know, when Man United are going to get back to the heights of yesteryear. But, you know, for me, we're, we're, we're sort of, you know, not that far away. And I, I can sort of, you know, feel the, the the good vibes and the energy that, you know, we're, we're sort of building something here. And it's going to be, you know, the start of a, of a really good um, couple of years. And, and, and for me, 
as I said, you know, we're in four, four uh, chances of winning four trophies still. You know, get this first one in the cabinet on Sunday. And, you know, we've got a reasonable draw in the Europa League. I think Real Betis, you know, a good draw. Um, so that's, you know, another, another winnable game. We've just got to keep picking up points in the Premier League, go under the radar, you know, just keep, you know, knocking the games off as, as they come and just hopefully, you know, one of the other two teams, City and Arsenal, can, can slip up and we can be there to capitalise. Um, and as I say, you know, at this moment, the way things are going for us, it wouldn't actually surprise me if we did maybe come away with a couple of trophies this year because it just feels as though everything's sort of fallen into place. And it, it, it's, you know, as in football, when it's, um, you know, when you're playing with a smile, when you're playing with confidence, you know, when you're winning matches regularly, you can't wait for that next game of football. You know, you just, every single time you've played, you, you, you're itching for that next game to come around because. There's no better feeling than winning games of football. You know, winning, being being involved in a, a team where everyone's happy, everyone's fighting for the, you know, the, the starting shirts, but in a good way. Um, you know, fans are on your side. Um, you know, you're in, you you're competing for trophies, which is a massive one, especially for a club like ourselves. You know, which is part of the DNA of uh, you know being a Manchester United player. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a great occasion. You know, it'd be a, a brilliant. Um, you know, thing for the manager in terms of you know how well he's done. I think he deserves uh, you know getting this trophy in his first proper season. Um, would be you know the, the cherry on the cake for him, and hopefully that'll be a catalyst to to kick on there. Yeah, the mood around this one <clears throat> feels a little bit different because I, I'm, I, while you were just saying that, and I know everyone talks about the the league cup being a catalyst, so I was I was trying to think. The previous cup finals we've had since uh, Sir Alex retired, and there was the FA Cup in 2016. Um, was it 2016 under Van Gaal? 2016, yeah, it was. So 2016, but we hadn't qualified for the Champions League, and you know we had that moment where you sort of knew win or lose, he was gonna he was gonna lose his job anyway. So the the feeling around it was very, very surreal. Like you kind of I mean the news even leaked before the final whistle that Mourinho was gonna get the job, which was ridiculous. But what I'm trying to say is that the feeling was different. Now the feeling with the League Cup final in twenty seventeen, maybe that was a little bit different. But then the League Cup uh, the Europa final in twenty seventeen it was it felt different again because we hadn't qualified for the Champions League through the league, and it was kind of like all your eggs are in that basket. And we kind of dropped off quite kind of alarmingly in the league because Mourinho had put all his eggs in that basket, so the, the pressure on it seemed a bit over the top. So then, when you get to 2018 and there's the FA Cup final under Mourinho, things were going wrong then. Um, in terms, I'm not saying like things were getting away from Mourinho, but he was already having arguments with Woodward, we'd lost the league by a massive margin. You know, it was only the win at City that sort of crew, uh, co- covered the cracks over, um, really. And and then when we lost the, the final against Chelsea, it was so flat and so horrible. And then, obviously, we had all these near misses with Ole getting to the final and then the depression of losing the Europa final and penalties. I just think, like, this time round, there's no Champions League place riding on it. There are other trophies, hopefully, to come in the season. There is a positive run of form behind it. You know, there's a good feel about the performances. I, I'm not so much looking at it saying that means that we're destined to win, 
what I mean is win or lose, it doesn't feel quite as catastrophic as what the other ones would have been. You know, like whenever, if we lost one of those other ones, it always felt like this is massively deflating. And now I'm looking at this one and this is six years since we've won a trophy. So it's the longest time between 77 and 83 that the club's gone without winning a trophy. And yet I'm still feeling, all right, if we if we don't win, I'm not saying we're guaranteed another trophy this season. We're not, but we've got another couple of shots at a trophy. And I don't quite feel like it's terminal. Like, you know, with Van Gaal, if he didn't win, you knew he was definitely getting sacked anyway. With Mourinho, you always felt like he needed to win those trophies. And you certainly had that feeling with Ole that he really needed that trophy to get to get the kind of feeling what Ten Hag's ironically got now without needing the trophy. And I think that's the key difference, isn't it? Like, it doesn't kind of feel like it's it's win or bust for this manager with this trophy. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I just think, you know, the way that Ten Hag's transformed the club um, on and off the pitch um, in, in such a short space of time is, is incredible. And you've got to give him, you know, a massive amount of credit for that. But, you know, as you said before, you, the, the players as well have definitely got, you know, um, a lot of uh, credit to be given as well because some of these players were the players that we were slating, you know, a couple of seasons ago and, you know, saying their attitude wasn't right and, the, the you know, he wasn't running uh, and working hard, you know, just the, the basic stuff that you would expect, you know, from, from a player at any level of sport, never mind at Man United. Um, so all these players have, have bought into what he said, you know, they're all, you know, sort of, you know, reading off the same hymn sheet now, they know what the uh, expectations are. I think that's been, you know, a brilliant part of what Ten Hag's done, coming in and, you know, taking no prisoners. What he did with Ronaldo has, has sort of set the stall and, you know, he set his stall out with that and, you know, everyone's took notice of, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're not, you know, abiding by the rules or, you know, you're not buying into what, what we're doing, yeah. and, you know, you, 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 you've got the consequences to, to fall by. But, yeah, I just think, you know, at the moment, as you said, you know, the final Sunday, I'm, I'm really confident that we will win. But if we don't win for whatever reason and, you know, Newcastle win, uh, it, it's not as bad as you know you know people may think because what he's done and the way the feeling at the club that we've got right now the way the, the team's playing you know the the sort of confidence that we've got within the squad i think that we've got winners now in the squad in terms of you know the the the, the they've got the taste for that you know wanting to succeed where i don't think we've had that for a while through the spine of the team we've had maybe the odd one and two but now i think we've got you know five or six who are, who are, you know, really demanding and passionate about getting the club the success that it needs. Um, and, yeah, I think, obviously, being involved in four uh, chances to win a trophy this year, you know, if somebody doesn't go to plan, we've still got another three trophies that we can go for. However, I, I feel as though, you know, Sunday we will win and that that could be then, you know, it, it could be dangerous for, for other clubs if we can get that trophy on Sunday with the way they're playing at the moment and the confidence and the manager and the fans. And, you know, you, 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 there's not really anything at the moment in terms of that's that's bad to talk about really at the club. So, you know, getting a trophy in the cabinet um, will will obviously, you know, increase that and, and make us a massive threat for anyone who, you know, comes in our way. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you were saying earlier, some of the individuals might have trophies, but the group doesn't, yeah. And you're absolutely right. The, the way that that can unify a team and a squad. Um, well, hopefully we'll see the results of that yeah. um, next week. So um, 
I, I think that's it, really. We've got a couple of comments I'm going to um, come to before Ben says we don't have all our eggs in one basket, so to speak, which is what we're saying. You know, it's not so much takes the pressure off because it's a cup final for United and they'll be wanting that pressure. But in terms of our levels of expectation, I think at the start of the season, we were all, would have all said a trophy would have been nice, but we all wanted to see some kind of progression from what we saw last season. We just wanted to see us kick on. So the fact is we're a lot further down that line in terms of the overall pro progression. So not saying everything's a bonus, but it feels like everything's a bonus at the moment. Um, Richard says, going into the final third of the season, and we're still in all four tournaments. We'll come to Richard's and Robbie's match day rituals for the final. Richard says, Sunday morning ritual is as a coffee and the Mr. Men. <laughs> well, there you go. And Robbie says, he's as walking, uh, having a long walk down the seat to calm the nerves, a little prayer to his dad sadly passed away uh, for a bit of luck. Um, yeah, I think there'll be a few people thinking of uh, family, friends. You know, so since we last um, were in a domestic cup final, uh, the world has changed and a lot of people aren't with us. And um, yeah, it feels like a different era completely, really a different era of life, a different era of Manchester United. Uh, before before we go, Phil, then I'm not going to ask you for a prediction. I know that that's normally been the case on Friday night podcasts, but what I'm going to ask you for something that you and Lean do normally do. Um, you line up selection for, for the final. What what do you reckon are you going to see against Newcastle? Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one in terms of obviously Rashford, you know, whether he's fit. Um, obviously, if he is, he's, he's definitely going to be starting. Um, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go for De Gea, um, Shaw, Martinez, Varane. Um, tough one at right back. I think Wan-Bissaka and Dallow sort of, you know, 50-50 at the moment with with you know Wambasak has done really well um you know since he's come back into the squad you know a lot of people probably would have thought he would have been you know one that was going to get moved on or would have probably not got a, another opportunity but I think since he's came back in he, he has looked a lot better and um you know him and him and Dallo are sort of um, jousting for that position at this moment in time I think you know both good players both got different strengths and weaknesses do you think, Phil, let me jump in on that while we're talking about the right-back. I noticed yesterday that when Wamba, when Anthony came on, he brought Dallow on soon after because the problem that they were having was that Anthony obviously plays in front of the full-back. So yeah. you need Dallow to run behind him. And I, Do you think that really you're, you're debating over Wamba, Saka and Dallow and really the, it's a combination effect, isn't it? Yeah. Whoever plays in front of him. Yeah, no, I agree totally. I think, you know, wan is obviously a lot more defence-minded and when Anthony came on yesterday, uh, sorry, on, um, sorry, yeah, yesterday against Barcelona and Anthony came on, you could see that they've got that relationship between them and that sort of chemistry that, that worked really well. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously after Anthony scoring that goal, he was going to be sort of starting for me. So, you've twisted my arm, Wayne, and I'm going to go for Dallow right back. Um so yeah, that's me back four. Um, obviously Casemiro, who's been, you know, can't speak highly enough of him. I just, you know, I, I was actually going to say this to you, Wayne, about, you know, for me, he he sort of, um, you know, after all the stuff he's done at Real Madrid, you know, won Champions Leagues and and you know, been a serial winner and 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 you know, done it at the top level. For me, he he sort of still looks as you know, hungry and and passionate for for success and for trophies. Um, even even though you know Man United have been sort of out of that position where we've been you know winning trophies, I think he's came, came in and you know he's rubbing off on a lot of these players now who, who you know look up, looking up to him and, and thinking you know what 
he's he's showing us exactly you know why he's been at the the top clubs and you know how good of a player he is and I think he's somebody who's you know probably in terms of on and off the pitch been one of the best signings that we've had in a very long time because the what he does on the pitch is you know second to none but I think off the pitch as well you can see um you know a lot of the players now uh, you doing things that he wasn't doing in previous seasons, and I don't think that's all down to the manager. I think that obviously comes from you know demands from other players, and when you you've got someone there who's you know putting like the, the the tackle, you know, when De Gea obviously you know played that one out, and you know he he, he reacted to that in a split second because it, a lot of other players wouldn't have even got anywhere near that to put the tackle, and he read read the game and he got there, and his desire to sort of you know not let that player get the shot off that's that's the difference now with where we're at as a club and as a team to where we have been in previous seasons and you know players like that who are making difference um a sort of massive which is which is you know you know you can't speak highly enough of, of him at the moment so he's obviously definitely starting for me I think Bruno um you know Bruno was great again uh, the other day he's you know having to go on the right sometimes and play in the middle um but he's you know again always puts a shift in, you know, a bit of quality for the um, the goal, just, you know, shrugging him off and getting that ball into the box. Um, so I want to go for Bruno. Um, I think Fred, you know, first half the other day, I was sort of thinking, oh, what's going on here? And then the second half, he turned into like, you know, prime Zizu. I put on, he was, he was just, you know, some of the stuff he was doing and he was bringing balls down and he took his, the way he took his goal was, you know, very, very sort of um, very good. You don't expect that from Fred because of you know some of the stuff he comes up with sometimes, but you can never fault him. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go for Fred, uh, and then the front three. You know, depending on Rashford's fitness, for me, I think um, he may drop Weghorst out um, just for the final after the second half performance the other day. I think you know Anthony um, came on and had such a big impact. I think he'll obviously start. Um, and then I think it'll be either Sancho or Rashford, depending on you know the fitness um, of Marcus. If not, potentially Veghorst may start again um, in that central position. Um, but yeah, we're hoping Rashford's fit. I think you know Rashford's knock. You know, speaking from experience, depending on how bad the knock is, if it, if it's something that's you know something where he's not going to sort of. Um, you know, need to be out for three or four weeks and it's just a knock and he's feeling it a little bit. To play in a final, you know, you, you, you go through that little pain threshold to get out there and, you know, get yourself involved because once you get out there and you get that adrenaline and, you know, you're playing in a big game and you want to, you know, help the team and the form he's been in, I think, you know, he's been exceptional after last season and the way we were speaking about him sort of, you know, sort of 12, 18 months ago, it was... Uh, you know, like a, a completely different player. Um, so, yeah, he'll want to keep playing and keep, you know, that momentum that he's got in terms of, you know, what, what he's been doing on the pitch and his, his goal-scoring returns and stuff. He, he's a massive player for us at the minute with his, his threat that he's got and his pace. He looks like he's got the yeah. bit between his teeth and he looks dangerous every time he gets the ball. Yeah, and I completely agree. Um, and, and the thing about Rashford as well, um, he did play for months with a stress fracture to his back when he needed an operation. Um, I remember, was it City? Yeah, I'm thinking, pretty sure it was City where he got a really bad knock in the first half. Didn't expect him to come out for the second and then, then he scores the the winner at the end. Um, so, 
uh, yeah, definitely expect him to play on if there's a chance that you know if he if he's even 50 50, he's probably going to yeah. start. Um, he'll play through that for sure. Um, I, I don't know, I wouldn't. I ask you the question, I'm not quite as brave to name a full team, but I do. I look, I look at you being pretty bold because you're thinking United in a cup final. I, I wonder if with it being Newcastle, with it being uh, with it has the potential to be a bit edgy that he's going to go more pragmatic, you know, Wampasaka, Vegos in there just to see how the lay of the land and see if the game needs to be opened up. Because if you, I mean, if you if you take the lead with that kind of pragmatic approach, then you can almost afford yeah. to make those changes, can't you, at that point, yeah. you know? Well, obviously, the other day, it worked. I mean, you know, even if, you know, you look at the uh, the first half the other day, although we, we wasn't quite at the races and wasn't creating a lot of chances, we, we sort of looked quite solid. Obviously, the penalty was a, a soft penalty for me, and yeah. it was one of them where, you know, fair enough, if, if it's for you, 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 you take it, but you sort of think it's a bit harsh, Um you know, when it when it's against you, you know, you, do, you we could have gone in there nil nil um, quite easily, and then come out second half, made the changes, and it was you know a, a different you know outlook on the game. You might be right there in terms of you know start off and and see if we can maybe nick a goal and you know keep the sort of um, pragmatic approach in the first half, and then obviously if things aren't quite going to plan or if it's nil nil and you need to change it, we've we've obviously got the players who can come on and make an impact. It's been shown, you know. Well, even if it's one nil to us, because I mean the the problem is opening the game up really with them. Do you know? And if if they if it goes one nil to us or two nil to us, then the game will be a lot more open because they can't afford to do the things that they normally do. Yeah, um, I think it's an interesting one in it, Wayne, because obviously you've got you know the, the 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 players that have been playing, but then I also think that this manager is one who will try and reward players when they've done well. So, you know, the likes of Anthony, who's came on the other day and scored that big goal. For yeah. me, he's, got, he's going to be itching to want to start that match. You know, does the manager reward him with a, a starting place rather than, you know, bringing him on again? Um, you know, he's, he's got a tough job because at the minute, you know, he's got players who are, you know, playing that magnificent, but he's also got players on the bench who are coming on and doing the business. So he's got a bit of a headache with, you know, leaving players out and, you know, having to sort of shuffle the pack when he can and, you know, he's not got a sort of easy sort of um, decision in a, in a few places. Obviously, you know, you look at the centre-back partnerships at the minute, you know, that that sort of pretty much picks itself. And Casemiro and Rashford are probably the other two uh, absolutely nailed on and Bruno. And then the others, you know, you can sort of flit and mix around and, and chop and change in them positions because, you know, we've got, you know, a, a bit of quality sort of uh, all over the place. And for me, it's just a, a case of trying to get that, combination right depending on who we're playing so yeah we might be right with the, the sort of um you know more defensive approach in in the first half and then see how it goes and if it opens up get the lads on who can you know see the game off and and you know make newcastle come out i haven't even mentioned sabitza and he'd be a good shout to in, in a game like that um but yeah I, I i tend to agree with you about fred because he's not one that i would pick in a team when you need to keep hold of the ball and I think we'll probably need to do that but then again you can't not reward him for his form he's been so good lately um, and like I said Ten Hag's definitely a manager who's going to reward form and it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out because I mean he's given Sancho a run of games he's brought Begos into the game 
you know, Fred's been playing on, Nacho's been coming off the bench. Does he start Anthony? Does he start Dallo? All these different kind of combinations. And and then there's a surprise element, you know, does he play short centre back? I'm sure he won't, but we know that he's got a surprise in him, so we'll see. Um definitely a lot of um, variables to consider. Richard asks, do I th- do we think the Rashford injury is genuine or Eric's mind games? You basically just answered your feeling there. Phil, I, I think it was a genuine one because, I mean, you wouldn't come off with two minutes to go against Barcelona. Um, so so we'll wait and see with that. Um, I don't think Eric's pulling any any fast one, although it'd be fun if he was. A um, couple of comments. I'm not gonna, Like I said, I'm not going to put Phil on the spot with a prediction, but I'll let you guys um, give your predictions like you have. Robbie says he expects a 3-1 win to United. And Richard's gone one better with a 3-0 saying Jordi trophy that drought to continue. Why I fit? Um, well, we don't know. I mean, still feel like Newcastle will probably win something sooner rather than later because of the way that they're going. I don't expect it to be a good game. If it is a good game, then probably United will be enjoying themselves um, because having said that, Newcastle played a brilliant game with City at the start of the season, didn't they? They drew 3-3. So we'll wait and see. I think... Um, it's paramount that United score um, the first goal in this game because it's going to be a difficult watch if not um, and nobody wants to spend all that money and travel all the way to Wembley or even watch it watch a cup final wherever you are in the world to have it ruined as a spectacle Um, so we'll wait and see Uh, but we will be back next week to talk about it hopefully with Lee if he's not doing a dinner somewhere else about how great he is Um, (laughs) sorry Lee I know that um, hopefully he's got through tonight Um, not too terrified by the prospects of it, but I'm sure it will have been fine. Um, we, we, he can do a talk next week on here about how great he is. What am I talking about? And if not, I'll I'll, I'll talk him up as well. Um, if you've enjoyed watching um, the YouTube show tonight, give us a, a like and subscribe on the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening back on the audio podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Robbie's or Richard's prediction is correct and we've got a handsome win. Any win will do for me. Um, hopefully we'll talk about two more wins with the, the game against West Ham as well. So until then, stay safe, stay well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.